find yourself in a world that no longer makes sense. When you realize that a man like Epstein didn't Epstein himself. When the police are defunded, but Pakistan gets a gender studies grant. You may be in the Collapse Experiment. Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment where I give you the latest updates on the collapse we are experiencing. It's been a couple days which means there's a lot of crap to go over. I don't know if you've heard the latest news lately but uh, Joe Biden himself uh, decided to completely bypass everybody else that usually deals with the press and stated that uh, <clears throat> we're we're not in a recession. Translation, we're in a recession. Um, take it a little bit further, we're probably heading into a depression. Yeah. Uh, if you look at Joe Biden's policies and where things are heading, it's... Um, He's basically driving a dumpster fire of a boat into an iceberg in the middle of nowhere, and the lifeboats have been sold off to China. And if you think that one's bad, wait until you go over to the New York Post, where they now have a pro-cannibal movement uh, that they're trying to push. Yes, cannibalism. As in, like, you, you eat your neighbors, or your your significant other. I don't know. It depends on like what your taste is. But uh, <clears throat> scientists suggest eating human flesh to fight climate change. Man, they, they just really skipped over the bugs on that one, didn't they? So I'm going to read a little bit of this here because uh, <laughs> you might not believe that this is real. A Swedish scientist, Swedish scientist speaking at Stockholm Summit last week offered an unusual possible tactic in combating global climate change, eating human flesh. Yes, we already covered that. Stockholm student of economics professor and researcher Mangus Soderlung uh, reportedly said he believes eating human meat derived from dead bodies might be able to help save the human race if only a world society were to awaken to the idea. It gets even worse than that. Soderlund's arguments for human cannibalism was front and center during a panel talk called Can You Imagine Eating Human Flesh? Question mark. At the Gastro Summit. And this was all reported through the Epoch Times, which uh, seems to be the only news outlet that appears to actually be covering the news. So thank you, Epoch Times. <clears throat> Quote, conservative taboos against cannibalism, he said, can change over time if people simply tried eating human flesh. Yes, this uh, appears to be a very liberal uh, movement. Very, very open-minded, um, very caring, I, I guess. Yeah. Oh, boy. So I have to wonder if if they're really going to push this whole cannibalism thing. If if it's Big Joe's barbecue, does that mean that Joe is actually on the grill, or or is it like Joe is taking dead bodies and putting? I don't know. I I want to know how that works when it comes to like naming and and trying to push this out there. And uh, I don't know. I I think. Maybe Fried Green Tomatoes was on to something. If you haven't seen that movie, you should probably check it out. It's a very iconic scene. These are the best goddamn ribs ever. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, 
<laughs> at the time it was very humorous but looking back it's like oh god is that where we're heading so during last week, things were starting to look up with Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine came up with a, a deal to try to export Ukrainian wheat out of the country so other countries didn't starve to death in the coming year. And uh, next thing you know, a, a missile strikes Odessa, which is the main port that would be used to export this these grains. And uh, everybody's blaming Russia. Ukraine's blaming, blaming Russia. Russia's just kind of like, yeah, we did it. You had a military ship there. Of course we blow up. Uh, yeah. I don't know why anybody is surprised that this happened after a peace deal was struck. But then again, uh, I'd like to point out that anytime there has been some type of agreement between Ukraine and Russia, it appears that Ukraine is usually the ones uh, instigating some type of movement away from the deal. Um, not saying Russia's the good guy here, but uh, when you have a room full of assholes, some asshole type shit usually ends up happening. Also, the Nord Stream, Nord Stream, is it Nord Stream? The Nord Stream 2 pipeline is up and running again. It's only running at, I think, 30% capacity right now. Out of the 100% that they're supposed to be shipping over into uh, Europe, especially Germany, which depends on it. But uh, they're talking about Russia is set to disable a second uh, turbine for the pipeline. Awesome. So uh, we're going to have a repeat of this whole thing again. And I think overall, either, here's the possibilities, uh, either they really do have to do this maintenance, this routine maintenance that uh, is scheduled to happen, or they're just wanting Europe to kind of crap their pants and maybe lift a bunch of the sanctions that they have going on. So moving on, I'd like to discuss, uh, I'd like to talk about the COVID-19 vaccines. Um, been some revelations recently, uh, some very interesting stories that are coming out, including uh, Burks. Uh, she admits that she knew the COVID-19 vaccines were never going to protect against infection. And that's a quote, quote never going to protect against infection so they they push this whole thing even the white house has been changing their tune when it comes to the vaccines whether or not they work uh biden ruined people's lives socially financially economically uh by trying to implement this ban on people who did not get the shot. Does anybody remember this? If you didn't get the jab, you're going to lose your job, which would mean probably losing your home, uh, in a lot of cases leading to divorce, uh, homelessness, economic, uh, <laughs> economic ruin. So here's this guy saying you either get it or you're being kicked out of the economy and kicked out of society. And uh, now they're trying to say that because Biden has all four of the jabs, you know, he's got the initial two for 
the the main inoculation. Then he has the two boosters. Then he gets COVID. And now all of a sudden the White House is backtracking saying, oh, you know, we, we knew that it wasn't going to stop anybody from getting COVID. That was their main argument for you getting this procedure. And it is a medical procedure. It's an experimental medical procedure. Now I'm going to backtrack a little bit here because uh, this is where a lot of people, people who I respected and I agreed with on a lot of things back in the day, this is where we kind of split because there was that, that letter that came out from the FDA. It was about five pages and the White House tried to say that this was saying that the Pfizer vaccine has been authorized by the FDA. It is safe and effective, yada, yada, yada. It no longer has emergency status. And then you read the letter and it states in there it still has emergency status and that it was the, the variation from Europe, which is not available in the United States. I'm going to point that out. The version that was approved by the FDA was not available in the United States. And it specifically stated that the Pfizer and the Moderna and all the other different variations of this so-called vaccine were approved. They were not approved. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> it's right there in plain English. So you have... The White House going around telling people that they have to get it. They're encouraging employers to fire their staff if they refuse to get the vaccine, backing the employers. Meanwhile, the employers are on the hook in case, you know, somebody does get the jab and there's some type of uh, side effect or medical altercation. You know, something goes wrong with this. All of a sudden, the employer now is on the hook. Because they required the employee to get it. You can't sue Pfizer. Weird. I mean, if this thing is safe and effective, why are they free from lawsuits? And why is it that this is the one vaccine that has more side effects and more VAERS data than any other vaccine that has ever come out in the, in the past? Speaking of which, there was a recent case in, I believe it was Oregon where three doctors at one hospital died in the same week. One died on Monday, one died on Tuesday, another one died on Thursday. All of them after the hospital implemented the fourth jab to their employees. Weird. That, that's, that's quite a weird coincidence. I don't know. Might get your conspiracy hat spinning on top of your head. But uh, then there was the fourth doctor from another hospital who also implemented the same procedure with their employees at the same time. He suddenly died while out for a jog. Doesn't sound like something that usually happens to a person who's healthy enough to go jogging on a regular basis, right? I stand corrected. It was in Canada, Mississauga hospitals. Three physicians have died this week. First memo Monday, second Tuesday, third Thursday. Cause of death wasn't shared in the memo. But how many times have three doctors died in one week? Days after the hospital started administering the fourth shot to staff. This is in addition to the physician who worked at North York General who died this week while out running. Yeah, and this is, uh, is an Instagram message 
from an employee of the Mississauga uh, Hospital in Canada. Uh, fascinating stuff here. And then I'd also like to quote, quote Clay Travis on Twitter. The White House now says that everyone will get COVID. If that's true, and I've been saying this for years now, and believe it is, how can the White House justify any COVID restrictions or mandates at all? Put simply, they can't. At this point, there needs to be either one giant big-ass lawsuit against the federal government over their policies with COVID over the last two years, or a whole lot of people doing their own independent lawsuits when it comes to their lives being absolutely ruined to the shitty, non-thinking policies that this administration has done. And here's the best part. We can use their own words against them. When they're coming out saying like, well, we knew that these vaccines weren't going to keep you from getting COVID. Hey, asshole, it came right out of your mouth repeatedly over and over again. If you just get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. Fauci said it. Biden said it. Press Secretary Peppermint Patty said it. The CDC said it. The World Health Organization said it. Everybody said it. But now they're backtracking, trying to say that, well, we knew it wasn't going to work. Oh, oh, really? Huh. So, so what's with the whole, um, you need everybody to get this jab? And why is it that people are suddenly dropping dead? Can anybody explain this to me? Doctors are dropping dead. Doctors. Like, I've seen some very unhealthy doctors, but the ones who went running on a regular basis weren't exactly the ones that I worried about dropping dead. And then recently on uh, Southern Prepper 1 on YouTube, you should really check out his channel. He has daily updates on what's going on with his Boots on the Ground series. So uh, there was somebody who wrote in saying that in Colorado, in their small town, 8,000 people have died so far this year. And many of the obituaries state sudden or um, unexpected deaths. Weird. 8,000 people in one year. I have a feeling that when the statistics come out that a lot of cities are going to see a drastic increase in sudden deaths when it comes to uh, adults just dropping dead randomly. It's weird. I don't know what's going on. There used to be a medical term called SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, and now they're trying to make one for adults where adults just randomly drop dead for no freaking reason, and they're like, we don't know what caused it. Well, why is this popping up two years after a certain medical procedure was mandated for the public, and you really bitched and threw a fit when people didn't get it? And if you think this is all a nice big conspiracy theory that I'm pushing out there, wait until you get to the next one, because, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, I keep saying at the end of all of these that you are the carbon that they want to reduce and um yeah it's it's 100 true you you are the carbon that they don't they don't want around here anymore uh do i think the vaccines are killing people yes yes i do do i think that's planned it's there's a yes <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna beat around the bush and say like well you know there's a very good possibility I do think that the vaccine, not only was the vaccine designed to slowly and over time kill people, uh, I don't think it was as effective 
as they planned on it being, and I don't think enough people got the vaccine to be as effective as they wanted it to be. And it's weird. Bill Gates himself said that, you know, we can control population through things like vaccines. Those were her, his words, her words. No, that's pretty accurate. Those are her words, Bill Gates, her words, not mine. And, um, I have to say that the current policies that are coming out when it comes to food, and this is where I'm going to spend the rest of this podcast, because this is a big deal. This is where I think everybody out there who is open to what is really happening, who's listening to this podcast, who's listening to other podcasts and YouTube channels that are very similar to this, this is where you need to pay attention and start doing things if you haven't already. So currently in the Netherlands, we have farmers protesting because uh, their government is basically telling them they can no longer farm, no longer keep doing their profession the way that they are uh, supposed to. And um, it's all a big ploy in order to steal their farmland. Uh, This goes all the way back to Agenda 21, which... A lot of countries back in, I believe it was 1991, signed on with. Uh, I don't think the federal government did, but a lot of cities and states did. So um, you have this UN agenda. And part of it, a big portion of it, is to take large portions of land in every country and to make it non-habitable for humans you're not allowed to live there you're not allowed to go there you can't visit it's supposed to go back to nature go back to wildlife and um i believe that this is a continuation of agenda 21 this is heavily influenced by the agenda 2030 project also by the UN where they want to have certain things instituted by the year 2030 so that we can save the planet. But at the same time, there is also this push for population reduction. And you're hearing two stories. You're hearing one story where we don't have enough people. We're not, we're not uh, reproducing at a rate to replace the people that we currently have. We've seen this in other countries. <clears throat> We've seen it in China where they had the one-child policy, which led to a lot of girls either on paper not being born or um, just not being acknowledged and tossed aside. Uh, A lot of boys without wives in the future, because if you can only have one child, it is bad luck for your family to have a girl. Your name does not carry on. Your family does not carry on. Um, So really, when when you have a communist government... (laughs) And they're coming up with rules like this. They tend to not look at the culture of the people that they're they're operating on. And so, you know, this policy that they started back in the 70s really did not do them any favors. Second country to look at is Japan. And this is a country that through their their ability to create a very comfortable society over the last 30 years through economics and trade created a generation of people who are so comfortable. They don't feel like they need to get married. They don't want the burden of having children. Uh, I believe it's 
25, somewhere between 25-50% of the population of millennials in the Japanese population are still virgins. Uh, these are people that are not having sex, they're not going to procreate, um, and that leads to a huge problem later on, especially when they're older. Who takes care of these people? Now in China, the, the policy was you sign a contract with the government, I'll only have one child, and as long as you stick to that contract, the government declares that they will take care of you in your elderly age. Because beforehand, you would have a huge family. You would have five, six, nine, ten kids. And it was the youngest, the youngest one out of the bunch whose duty it was to take care of mom and dad when they got old. They didn't get married. They didn't have their own kids. They took care of mom and dad. And then when mom and dad died, they, they could go about living their own life, right? But you don't have that child anymore. So now the state, 40 years later, had these people that are at retirement age. They can't function. They can't run a business. They can't be employed they're going to these retirement homes that have nobody working there. There's nobody. There's nobody to take care of them. There's no money there. If you have the ability to work and make money, why would you go work at a retirement home for low wages, taking care of people that you don't know? Nobody wants to do that. You have no obligation to these people. You, there's no connection there. So China is currently in a panic when it comes to these old people now that they're contracted to take care of, but they don't have anybody to take care of them. It's weird. And this is going to start happening in Japan. And the way things are going in the U.S., <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps COVID in, in one sense, because nobody really died from COVID. If you caught COVID and you had something else going on, it aggravated that other thing, and that's what you died from. Hey, if you were a diabetic, and you were 70 years old, and you're obese, and you didn't take care of yourself, COVID just kind of puts you over the edge. You're already on the edge, but COVID was just that last little nudge over the side. Perhaps this was designed to take care of certain people that economically were not viable to keep around. That's just one thought. The other thought is that maybe the jab, the jab itself, for one, we do see a reduction in fertility when it comes to people who have had this procedure. So, you know, that pushes the population down. We've also seen this sudden adult death syndrome. I think it's called SADS is what they're uh, pushing now. Uh, that takes the population down. I have a feeling that the overall goal is to make sure that you don't reach the age where somebody else has to take care of you. Just a thought. So we have this population crisis where already before COVID, people just aren't, um, how should I put it, banging enough to uh, replace themselves. <laughs> there's, there's some people I know that are really good at it. Um, as we tend to call it in the Midwest, uh, squirt and scram, where there are certain guys out there that have more than uh, replaced themselves in uh, several instant incidences. And um, then there's other people who just um, don't even try. And the majority of people 
don't even try. And uh, that is a huge issue. Now here is where things get really interesting. We've seen for several months now where the UN and several countries have been stating that there's going to be food shortages. That there's going to be, and in some cases they flat out say, it's, there's going to be a famine. We've got massive droughts worldwide. Crops are failing everywhere. Uh, countries are now refusing to export whatever food they do have because they don't have enough to feed their own populations, like India. You have countries like China that are just buying whatever they can put their hands on. Very interesting. And some people are speculating that that has more to do with their imminent uh, invasion of Taiwan. Uh, some people are saying they're not even going to invade Taiwan, that they're just going to do a barricade around the island to make sure nothing goes in and out. And they're basically going to starve the island into submission to say, like, yes, we'll become a part of you. Uh, please just, just give us some food. Uh, perhaps they need to look at, I don't know, the, the, uh, the new liberal idea of cannibalism. I mean, it's just a thought. I mean, the Swedish guy seems to think that it's a viable option. So, Hey, it, Taiwan, if, if China makes sure that you can't get food, I mean, just look at your neighbors. So in the Netherlands, we have a government whose policy is to make sure that farmers can no longer farm, trying to steal their land. Uh, at the same time, this government was saying that there's going to be a world food crisis. And the Netherlands is the number two exporter of food around the world. They're really good at what they do. And for some reason, the government is just like, um, yeah, we're going to punish you for, for being as good as you are at your job. Gee, I've, I've never seen that before at a certain workplace. Actually, I've seen a lot of workplaces that uh, <laughs> are like that. But uh, Canada, Justin Trudeau, uh, I forget which Disney prince he's supposed to look like, but, um, oh yeah, Fidel Castro, that's the one. Uh, anyways, he's now pushing for a 30% reduction of fertilizer for farmers in Canada. Canada. Uh, there's a very good video uh, titled The Canadian Fertilizer Ban on YouTube. Uh, I suggest you go check it out. Uh, where the guy in the video explains in, in very simple terms like what this policy is, how dumb it is, how much this will affect the world when it comes to CO2 emissions and 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 uh, the whole zero agenda, and um, he's like, you know, if we do this, if we don't do it, nobody will really notice. But what it does do is that it hurts farmers and kills their business. Because uh, as he points out in the video, a good portion of the farmer's job is to try to use as little fertilizer as possible to get the maximum benefit from the crop, because that's how you make money. It's a business. They don't just buy a buttload of fertilizer, sprinkle it around, and then harvest everything and say, <laughs> you know, oh, I, I guess I should have just used more fertilizer because, you know, there's, there's math involved here. So they want to use the least amount because fertilizer costs money. It's an expense. 
if they could get away with not using fertilizer and still making money, they would do it. But they don't want to use an overabundance of fertilizer and lose more money when they don't get any more crops than they, they, than they can get, okay? And people like Justin Trudeau, who've never had a real job ever in their life, never have run a business, um, they don't understand this. And I don't think that this is really what the policy is about. The policy is to make sure that there's a food shortage so that they can control the population to do what they want them to do. This is why they're going after the Amish right now. There was the case where the, the Amish farmer was selling raw milk. Um, you know, that seems to be a very important deal with the FDA. Don't know why there wasn't a report of anybody getting sick from that. Now there's the farmer who uh, in Pennsylvania had 4,000 people who regularly bought meat from him. And the issue they had with this guy was that he wasn't using the preservatives and the sanitation techniques that the FDA required. You know, like when they take your beef and they dip it in ammonia. Ammonia. You know, that stuff that smells like cat piss. Yeah, they, they want him to do things like that. Because, uh, you know, this is a regulation that works well when it comes to these processing centers where they're running through at a fast pace. They're not gutting the animals properly. They're shit, literally shit, getting all over the meat. Um, you have to kill that bacteria. But, you know, if, if you're an Amish farmer and you know what you're doing and you're not nicking the intestines and getting shit all over the meat... You probably don't have to, you have to cook it anyways. You have to cook it. If you cook the meat, there's not an issue. Nobody went to the FDA complaining that like, hey, you know, I, I wanted this grass-fed organic beef. I, I was buying it from the Amish guy. And, you know, I, I had this extra, extra, extra rare. I didn't bother cooking it steak. And now I'm sick. Nope, that didn't happen. Somehow the FDA found out that this farmer was still selling the meat that he traditionally processed and butchered and sold to people who wanted to buy it through a private group and they had an issue with it. And as one person pointed out, uh, Awaken the Future, I believe, is the channel on Odyssey. As he was saying, when you have 4,000 people buying your product... For one, you're, you're making a difference because it's something that people obviously want. Not many farmers have 4,000 people that directly go to them and request their produce or their, uh, their products each month. Okay, Usually farmers want to have like a couple different outlets. You know, Occasionally somebody wanders onto the farm and is like, yeah, I'd like to buy some eggs. Uh, but usually there's some bigger organization that's buying your stuff and that's the regular income. But this, this one farmer had 4,000 people that are like, we'd like to buy our steaks from you. We like what you're doing here. So here's the other kicker when it comes to Trudeau's policy. You know, he's trying to reduce nitrogen with farms, which, um, only proves how big of an idiot he is. 
So another article that I found was Trudeau moving ahead to severely curtail use of fertilizer to address climate change with <clears throat> more organic farming. He does not understand how farms work, how farming works. So not only did the Netherlands say that they have to reduce the amount of fertilizer that they use, like Justin Trudeau is now saying with Canada, they also said they had to reduce the number of cattle that you have. Now, how do you fertilize a field with organic material? It's usually from some type of animal waste. Now, we have this process where I live in northern Michigan where uh, a lot of the locals like to complain about the, uh, <clears throat> the time of manure spreading on the fields doesn't exactly smell good the trucks go out you can see the sprayers the the ground and everything changes color as the the liquid manure is going over everything um, all that comes from dairy farms all of it so if you're reducing the amount of cattle that each farm is allowed to have and you're saying you can no longer have artificial fertilizer. You have to do things organically. Oh, by the way, we're also going to take away your source of organic material to fertilize your fields. You are taking away the food from the population. And you're also making it a non-viable operation for the farm. You're shutting down the farm. That's exactly what they are doing. So... Um, while these governments are going around saying there's going to be a food crisis oh my god what are we going to do they're shutting down farms at the same time i don't believe anything that these people are saying for one they don't care about you i'm just going to bluntly put that out there they don't care about you for one two they don't want you around they don't care about you they don't want you around the only time they ever ever care about you is when you're a voter oh <laughs> voting doesn't matter anymore i'd like to point that out too they can just make up the results and that's exactly what happened in 2020 they just made up the results why do we need to cater to voters when we can just process fake ballots we can just do that we can create the numbers that we want if if we don't have a population there's nobody to cater to the people are no longer in charge. Unfortunately, we had a coup. And we've had a coup that took place back probably in 2016. And this started with the whole Russia, Russia, Russia debacle, where they tried to delegitimize, I'm going to say the last president that was legally elected. And um, is, was it Trump? Yes. That was probably the last time we'll ever see a person who is legitimately elected. Because if the people in power thought that there was a chance in hell that Donald Trump was going to become president, they would have done everything that they did back in 2020. That would have happened in 2016, and we would have had Hillary Clinton. And I can guarantee you that maybe COVID wouldn't have, ha have happened earlier, but a lot of the policies that you see Joe Biden doing now would have happened six years ago. That's what it would have happened. 
and well, Hillary's also a warmonger, so we'd probably we'd we'd be fully in Syria right now for one. Uh, we probably would have seen Ukraine invaded earlier. Because keep in mind, it was uh, it was Donald Trump that kept Putin out of Ukraine. Taiwan, Taiwan would be now a, a, a satellite state for China. Um, things would have happened a lot earlier had that election gone differently. History would be completely different right now. But um, yeah, voting voting doesn't matter anymore. And if voting doesn't matter, you don't matter. They don't have to cater to you anymore. And uh, I, I have a feeling that this November, when we have the, uh, the midterm elections, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits, a lot of fighting. Where did these ballots come from? How the hell did I not get... All the polls were saying this, and all of a sudden, this guy overnight wins over me? How the hell does that happen? Who are these people that were voting at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning? I don't understand. Nobody's going to understand it. I don't think the Democrats are going to relinquish their power. I think that's why they're flipping out. And I think we're going to end up seeing an election that's going to be very, very sketchy. Uh, we also saw with the the uh, census, <laughs> very, very, very sketchy results. It's weird that they held the census during a time when people were moving Large portions of the population were moving. And certain states that now have a larger population somehow ended up losing a seat in the House, whereas other states that had a reduction in their population gained the seat. I don't understand how this happens. Nobody seems to understand how this happens. And then you have the ballots. Marjorie Taylor Greene was talking about and she's told this story several times where her husband went to vote and they're like, oh, well, you used a mail-in ballot. And he's like, no, no, I didn't. I never requested one. Well, you got to fill out this paper. So not only does he fill out the paper stating that um, he's he's uh, now relinquishing the, the validity of this mail-in ballot that he didn't request or fill out, uh, but he scratched it out saying, I never requested a mail-in ballot and then turned in the slip and then voted. And apparently this happened with a lot of people. Mail-in ballot is the, the largest scam that has been produced against the United States people in God knows how long. Um, it's, it's insane that they're still pushing this. Uh, I don't agree with it. I used the mail-in ballot in 2020 simply due to the fact that I was moving in, uh, during that time. And I don't believe that my vote was ever counted. I don't. Uh, sp specifically because of who I voted for. Uh, I don't see somebody in that area taking that ballot, seeing what was checked off on it, and then running it through the machine. I don't believe that. I don't have a receipt. I don't have a proof one way or another whether or not my vote was counted. All I know is I filled it out. I put it in the envelope, I mailed it out, and I have to trust somebody to actually count that vote? Mm, no. <laughs> I, I don't trust that at all. Uh, I don't trust these people. Uh, 
unless I'm putting the ballot in the machine myself and I see that number tick up. And quite frankly, I don't I don't know if I should trust the machine either because we know and we've known for a long time now that the algorithms and the programs in these machines can be manipulated to the point where if somebody somebody checks off this box and you feed it in there certain number of votes for that candidate are now counted towards another person we've seen this happen we know this happens so if the main purpose that you have with your government is to just be a faithful voter to politicians to keep them in power and they no longer need you what does that say about you and that leads into several other things like uh, for instance uh, if you are a landowner and you run a farm and the government can just come in and say you're no longer allowed to practice this form of farming that you've done for ever in the Netherlands you're talking about the same families that have run these farms for hundreds of years this is not the United States where the same family might be on the same piece of land for a hundred plus years no this is hundreds of years of the same family farming the same land knowing it better than anybody else and producing the maximum amount of food that they could possibly do uh, so the family owns this property but then at the same time the government's like yeah oh by the way uh, we're also going to take this land after a certain period of time. There needs to be some type of revolution here. Because the idea that the government can just come in and say, we're going to take your property. We're going to take your land. We're going to force you off because we say so. If the government is not there to protect you and your property, even from them, what is the purpose of this government? That, that's the original purpose of governments being formed. That's why there were certain kings in certain kingdoms where the farmer would pay their taxes. And in return, if somebody invaded your land, the king would send out his soldiers and his army and defend it. And you would get the land back because that was the agreement, right? You pay your dues and you get something in return for it. Usually protection. It's kind of like the mob. Now we have people who are paying taxes and the taxes are to basically say, you're allowing me to keep my land because the government can come and take it. It's not a fear of somebody else coming in and taking the land from you. Like you're not going to have marauders coming in from another country unless it's, unless it's Mexico. I mean, that's, that's totally possible now. And there's also the possibility of China coming in and, you know, buying land from from underneath you if you if you miss a payment like you know they'll they'll come into the bank and say oh they're they're we'll buy it and all of a sudden you're being evicted because some dude in china just bought your property uh these are all real possibilities now and the sad part is now the government is now acting as the invading force that could come and take your property and you've been paying them the whole time you've been paying your taxes the whole time and now all of a sudden the government's going to be the the organ the group 
the invading force that's coming in saying like this is ours now and you can't go to anybody because the authority that you should be able to go to and say hey they're they're stealing our property we pay you taxes uh could you do something oh <laughs> sorry uh that that that's us and um Thanks for the tax money, by the way. You you funded the theft of your property. Uh, and hey, you know you're a good sport about it, but um, this is this is ours now because we have to save the planet, and uh, we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Um, we're not gonna grow any food on this. And um, have you thought about eating people? So now, if you've seen those Venn diagrams. Uh, where it has like 1984 and Brave New World and and a couple of the other uh, books from from the last century describing where we're going to be at today and they're all coming true. Well, now we have to look at Soylent Green because um, Soylent Green is people and now they're pushing for cannibalism. Is that where things are going? Is, 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 is this serious? Like, is that why they needed everybody vaccinated? Because it's like that brain disease where if you eat another person, then you're going to get the brain disease. And the only way you can get it is by eating somebody else. Is that what the vaccine is? Like, if we get enough people vaccinated and then we tell people like, hey, when grandma dies, you should probably eat her because you're not going to have any other source of food. That way... Everyone else ends up vaccinated because they ate grandma who who got the the fourth and fifth and twenty third jab before she finally croaked. Uh, is that what is happening here? Like, is that what they're pushing? So don't think that this is going to stop with Canada. Canada is the testing ground for everything that the United States wants to do. I mean, we know for a fact that Jill Biden, Joe Biden's wife is pushing for him to do an Australian-style lockdown in the United States. Why? Monkeypox? That thing now that they're saying, like, oh, we know of two children that now have contracted it, and they got it from uh, their um, man-on-man uncles in, in their... Yeah, kids are being molested, and they're, like, trying to sweep it under the rug. Like they're they're flat out saying monkeypox is sexually transmitted in the gay community, and two children ended up getting this virus. How does that happen? It's called pedophiles. Uh, it's a simple simple answer. Uh, if these kids came in contact with their their gay uncle or, or whoever it is that's in their family, and they got monkeypox, they were molested. Okay, it, it's it's very simple. If if you can only get it through sexually transmitted interactions in the gay community, and these kids got it, it, it's very easy to figure out what the bleep happened here. And so far, I think only two people have died from monkeypox. So why the World Health Organization is trying to say that uh, it's now a worldwide pandemic and we need to do something about it? Um, I hate to break it to you guys, but not everyone is gay. Not everyone can be converted into being gay or bisexual or whatever agenda it is that you're pushing. Um, you you might not see this happening in the furry community. 
these non-binary, I don't know what nine non-binary people do. I'm assuming they just don't have sex because if they're not a guy or a girl or that's how they view themselves, then isn't that a eunuch? Isn't that what a eunuch was? They like cut their stuff off and then they're just non-sexual beings. That's the whole point is like they just don't. Like they, they cut themselves off of the, literally cut themselves out of the gene pool. Um, I don't get it. There's there's a small fraction of the community that monkeypox is now uh, involved in. It doesn't seem to, unless there's illegal activity happening with children, uh, people, then uh, we don't have to worry about we being like the main population of people. Don't really have to worry about monkeypox. Um, simply put, put the dick down. <laughs> this is, this is something that they used to say in, in the, the ghetto neighborhood that I lived in for, for several years. You'd have that one girl who's not even 20 yet and she's already got four kids and the guys are like, yeah, you need to put the dick down, put it down. <sighs> Monkey pox. I, I don't, is this like a... I remember back in, what, the 80s and the 90s when the gay community, it was like a badge of honor to get AIDS. Like, if you, unless you caught AIDS, you weren't gay enough. Is that what monkeypox is turning into? Like, hey, if, if you're not out there getting involved in some gay orgy at some festival, then you're really not gay. And if you didn't contract monkeypox and you weren't trying hard enough, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand the logic behind this why they have to say that it's a worldwide pandemic when it it directly involves a small portion of the population that engages in this activity uh it doesn't make it's an excuse it's totally an excuse in order to try to shut things down again they want to have that control jill biden wants to i don't know uh <laughs> At this point, I can only imagine that Jill Biden is pushing this whole agenda because she she enjoys the power trip. I mean, she's not having sex with Joe, so maybe that this is how she gets off now. Is like, if if she feels like she's with the man that has that kind of power, that you know, ooh, that that's like the ultimate sensation right there. I I don't know. It, it's obvious he's not into her. Uh, you know, he's sniffing everything else that's that's in the room. Then we have Joe Biden and his climate emergency. And I, I believe that this is what's going to bring in the uh, his version of the fertilizer reduction. Uh, he's already, he has more farmland that's not being farmed through federal policies at the moment, more than, than any other president, during a, a food shortage that everyone's acknowledging, during a... So we've got a famine, we've got massive droughts, uh, we have farmers who can't afford fertilizer. I think that's the only thing that's stopping him from actually enacting this policy is saying, is knowing that farmers for the most part had to reduce the amount of fertilizer they're using anyways because they couldn't afford it. Thanks, thanks Biden. Uh, but if he does enact this climate emergency, I could see this just being put in the books. Like you have, not only do you have to reduce it, you have to reduce it from what you used this year, which is already a reduction. And I think that, uh, 
I'm really thinking that some of some of the policies that Biden's going to try to push either before this coming election or afterwards, either through executive order or however it is that he wants to do these things. Um, I think uh, that's probably going to be the last straw. And uh, I, I don't think things are going to go well. I think uh, this fall, when people realize just how bad things are and the stupid policies that are being put in place to make sure that they don't have food and they don't have energy and they don't have heat, uh, they don't have electricity or power, um, when things get really bad, uh, some shit's going to go down. I'm going to put it bluntly. Uh, Things are going to happen here and... For the most part, nobody's going to like it. And you're going to have these idiots out there that are going to like, you can't justify violence, man. What do you think starving people is? If that's not violence, then I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. When you have policies that are being put in place to make sure that babies can't get formula, that make sure that, oh, check out Southern Prepper 1, because he's got this nice video where he goes out into this cornfield and he's harvesting corn by hand because he was told by the farmer it's all going to be plowed under. Everything in the cornfield was supposed to be sold to the store. They're going to buy it. And for some reason, they reneged on the deal. And now this farmer, in order to recoup the loss of growing this corn that somebody else is not buying, has to plow it under. Otherwise, he doesn't get the insurance money. So... Southern Prepper 1 and this other dude are out there getting as much corn by hand for free before the farmer just plows it under. It's all perfectly good corn. Perfectly good. It could be going... This isn't feed corn to go to cows and cattle. No. This is corn that was meant for humans. It could be canned. It could be frozen. It could be cooked and served at a restaurant. And for some reason, the farmer is required to just plow it under. Make sure it can't be used. Does this make any sense to anybody? This is violence. This is violence against you. This is violence against the American people. This is violence against anybody in the world who is hungry right now. When you have policies like this in place, it is not to help you. This is to hurt you. And this is the reason why the ATF is going house to house asking to see your guns. This is happening. You can find the video on thecollapseexperiment.com where the ATF with local police show up at some dude's house. It's all recorded through the doorbell, uh, one of those ring doorbells systems, where they're like, hey, you know, we got this email, and uh, it says here you bought these guns. Can, can we see them? And the guy was like, Why? Well, we just want to make sure that you have them and you didn't sell them or give them to somebody else. And he's like, well, what makes you think I did that? So he goes out and he gets one of the guns, which he's not required to do by law. They didn't have a warrant. He doesn't have to show them shit. And they made the threat of like, well, you either show it to us now or we come back later. I don't give a shit. Come back later then. Oh, by the way, if you're on my property and you don't have a warrant, you're trespassing, I will call the actual police. That's just me, but um, 
Yeah, so he shows them one of the guns, right? And they look at it and they write down the serial number, which is interesting because the Supreme Court said it was illegal for the government to keep a list of what firearms people own. Huh. So they write down the serial number, and then he says, do you want to see the other one I purchased? No, it's not necessary. We just needed to know that you have this one. Really? That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. None. So now we have cops going door to door because somebody purchased something legally saying we need to see what firearms you have. That's odd. That That's really odd. And, uh, you know, along with that and the list of concealed carry people that was leaked from the uh, California state government uh, to the public of all the people in the state who have a concealed pistol license weird it's almost like they're they're making sure that at some point in time they can show up and say you need to hand this over kind of like what australia did and uh i don't like how australia i don't know how how you feel about it but i don't really feel like being sent to some fucking concentration camp that they try to label as like a health spa and having all my rights stripped away because somebody somewhere said that I tested positive for some virus that doesn't fucking kill anybody. You know, I like the ability to defend myself from just about anybody that tries to force me to do something that I don't want to do. That's what liberty is. The liberty to move about freely without restriction due to somebody else. We're supposed to have liberty in this country. They don't have it on Australia. Oh no. They'll they'll fucking shoot you if if you try to leave the camp, right? There's that dude that escaped the camp and they like fucking tracked his ass down and tracked him back there. Uh yeah. Not looking forward to that. And uh the moment they start doing some shit like that, something needs to happen. People need to stand up and say this is enough. You're done. You're all fucking you're fired. We need to have some dude that just comes in and says, you're all fucking fired. Go home, collect unemployment. Oh, and by the way, this insider trading bullshit that you've been doing for the last God knows how many years, that money's being confiscated to go towards the national debt because you fucked this country over for so goddamn long. That's what needs to happen. I don't like where this country's heading. I don't like the people who are in charge. I don't like the fact that we didn't elect any of them for the most part. I don't like the fact that we can't trust the fact that we uh, elect anybody at this point. We have zero say in what gets passed in law. Oh, will you elect your representative? Do we? Do we really? And why is it that you can have a population where they do a poll and says, do you agree with this bill and what this bill says? And the majority of the population will say, absolutely not, we don't agree with this whatsoever, and they vote against what the majority of the people want. And somehow, we elect these assholes back in. Now, is that our fault? Is that somebody else's fault? I have no idea at this point, because I don't trust anything that anybody says. At all. So, something needs to happen. And, uh... At the end of it, you know, you can talk about draining the swamp. 
You can talk about some type of revolution, but in the end, what this country needs is a nice big enema just to flush everything out. Just flush it all out. Make it all nice and squeaky clean. Get everything down in the toilet. Just get rid of it. Start all over. Maybe, maybe have a healthier diet. You know, actually do things with a purpose. If something, you know, sometimes there's things that you can ingest that, you know, it's fun at the time, but you don't want to overdo it. And all we're doing is overdoing it. We're overindulging. And what do we have? We, we're, we're backed up with shit is what's happening here. And at this point, we just, we don't even need an enema. We need a nice colonic in D.C., what needs to happen it just needs to be flushed out so that's about it for me if you have any thoughts ideas any comments that you'd like to share you can share them at thecollapseexperiment.com you can also email me at thecollapseexperiment at gmail.com i'd love to get your insight on some of this stuff and what is happening in the world it's not getting any better and the weird thing is you know aside from the things i talked about today things have actually been relatively quiet which is really really freaking scary um things were really quiet before 9-11 i don't know what exactly is going to happen in the coming weeks or months but um you know right now seems to be even with the high gas prices even with stuff still being in the stores uh things seem to be going fairly well considering all the stuff that has been happening over time but something's about to something's about to pop off and i don't know what it is but i just have this weird gut feeling and um it just tells me that i still need to keep doing the things that i'm doing uh getting things prepared and situated because uh i don't Nobody's coming to save you. The government's not coming to save you. Uh, if you firmly believe that like FEMA or somebody's going to show up to save the day, uh, I suggest you watch any documentary on Hurricane Katrina because that should be a nice eye-opening experience for you, especially if you weren't around then. Uh, you really need to change your thought on a lot of these things and just remember that you're the only person who's going to rescue you. And uh, it's a big, bad world of, you know, you are currently in some type of wild preserve, which is called the world. And when something happens, nobody's coming. There's no search party coming to rescue you. Keep that in mind. That and you are the carbon that they want to reduce. Thank you for listening to the Collapse Experiment podcast. For more content, check out thecollapseexperiment.com where you can find the latest news articles. If you'd like to help out this podcast, check out books by Matthew Gilman on Amazon. Or you should just buy gold and silver. Just just buy gold and silver. It's, it's a better investment and uh, you might actually have something to trade later on when the world <laughs> falls apart.